What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, to a Christmas edition of the Dusty Dimes podcast. I am your host, TJ Plogger, with my co-host, Mike Warfield. Mike, what's up, bud? What's up, TJ? How are you, man? Good, man. Uh, got, a, got a special one today. You know, it, it's I'm pretty pumped for this one. I mean, I'm, I'm pumped for every episode, but I'm real, real pumped for this one to have, uh, you know, former Philadelphia Flyers equipment manager, Derek Settlemeyer. Yeah, and for uh, for us, we know him as Nasty. This guy is a absolute beauty. Um, he spent over 13 years with the Philadelphia Flyers and over 11 years, I believe, with the Philadelphia Phantoms before that. So the guy's been around, man. And not even that, I believe he also, um, from what I was reading up on him, he was a Stanley – or uh, excuse me, he was a <clears> – <throat> Oh, speaking of him, here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Derek Sotomayor. What's up, Nasty? Hey, what's up, fellas? <laughs> what's going on, Nasty? Have, How are you, brother? Pumped pump to have you on, brother. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Absolutely. Huge fans, man. Huge. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it was funny because, you know, I, I asked Derek. We were texting, and he said to me, he's like, oh, why me? Why what, why, do, why do you have, want to have me on? I mean, come on. Nasty. First off, you're a legend. You're a beauty. You're a legend. Come on. Exactly. Oh, boys. Boys. You guys. Thanks for saying that, but uh, I'm not sure about that. Hey, man. I'll tell you right now, it's it's awesome because, you know, um, I was able to work with Andy a little bit with the Phantoms down as a stick kid and basically working my way with, like, helping Waldo out and stuff like that when Nelly got hurt. Yeah. And, uh I'll tell you what, man, on the way down, when I finally got to meet you, man, like it was just an awesome perspective to finally meet you in person and be like, dude, this guy really is as, as nice as you seem as you are like on camera. You know what I mean? It's, it's cool, man. Uh, I only hear not, nothing but good things about you. And, uh, well, anyway. I appreciate you saying that, man. No, absolutely. I, I really do. I try so, to, I've always tried to, you know, just like, you know, your parents told you treat people the way you want to be treated. So try to do that anyway. Absolutely. TJ, you want to start I mean, off? Yeah, yeah. Derek, first and foremost, uh, you you followed in your, your dad's footsteps. Uh, it must have made him proud. Can you touch on your journey from, you know, when you started until where you're at now? Yeah. So um, growing up, I, I grew up in North Carolina, and my, my dad was obviously up here with the Flyers, but uh, I, can't, I came up quite a bit, um, you know, to visit him, obviously. And, and uh, so I kind of – was uh introduced to hockey since i was can remember to be mm-hmm. honest with you and i went to college believe it or not because I'm, I'm only five foot eight but i actually had a basketball scholarship to, uh so i played basketball in college and i i really wanted to be a college basketball coach is what mm-hmm. I, I wanted to do and then about my junior year i got introduced to uh a, a major like uh in school i was I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I knew I wanted to be a coach. So I was kind of taking a lot of uh, courses to lean me that way. And then um, I ended up changing and I started thinking, well, maybe I I, want to kind of work with professional sports. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be playing in the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was barely getting time, you know, in college, but um, anyway, uh, you know, sports management came, became available and kind of became a major so I kind of went that way with some business classes and everything. And I, I was lucky enough to get a job in Florida uh, because Mr. Clark, Bob Clark had uh, taken that job uh, as general manager in Florida. So my dad hired me 
and that's where it kind of started. And uh, I'll tell you guys this, I'm not going to lie. The first week where we really started going, I did not think I was going to last because I, really? I had never, like I was always kind of a hardworking guy, but I did not understand what it was going to take. And and my dad was, he was, he was balls to the wall, man. Like you, you, you couldn't leave until th- everything was done for the next day. And then it seemed like, he was keeping us even longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, did, but you know, that's, that's how I got involved. Did you happen to know how to sharpen before you got hired on? No, I did not. You know, wow. I caught a break because the first year I was in Florida, I was basically, uh, I actually ended up traveling a lot because my dad actually got hurt. And another uh, guy that worked with us, his name's Tim Leroy. He's the head equipment manager in uh, Columbus uh, with the Blue Jackets. He was my roommate and he actually got hurt as well. So I ended up, I was picking up the visiting team's equipment when they came in, um, working in the visiting room during games. Uh, but then I was traveling as well. So I, it kind of worked out great for me because I, I got to learn a lot more that first year. But when we came back to Philadelphia for the 94, 95 season, it was a lockout shortened year. And Mr. Clark said, well, you might as well go to the school and learn how to, you know, do skates. Like if this is what you're going to do. And I was like hundred percent. So I was able to go to the maximum edge uh, skate sharpening school with Bob Allen. And, you know, that's, that's where I learned. So um, I did not know. I really didn't know how to turn a machine on, to be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> because I was afraid yeah. I was going to cut my finger off if I, you know, yeah. if I did. But uh, yeah, no, I didn't learn till after. Well, I guess like my next question to roll into that one would be, did you kind of follow your dad's footsteps with the way that, you know, uh, he set up like the equipment room and like the supply room for the guys, like when you stowed away things, or did you kind of develop your own system to make things work with like the flyers? Um, I, my dad was, is, is still to this day, one of the most organized people I've, I've ever met in my life. And I tried to, as far as hanging the equipment, I, I hung it the way he showed me from day one and I, I never changed. Um, and with, with storage, uh, of, of things like that, I, I basically used a lot of what he had done, but you know, things change over the years. We ended up now nowadays i mean you have so much in storage yeah like you just have to like you know you know even when i started or even 10 years ago guys weren't going through as much equipment you know some guys would wear one pair of skates all year you know now Mm -hmm. you got you know ivan Provorov at at the bubble was going through a pair every two games are you serious and i'm not you you heard me correctly. One every two games. Jesus. Um, what about a yeah. steal? Uh, so well, when I was still with the team, I I had twelve sets for him mm-hmm. because oh my he, god, he <laughs> every other player every other player had six. Yeah. Um, he had twelve because not because he want he asked for it. it it's just because you're prepared. He's one of the rare guys. He could feel the smallest nick. And he wouldn't even say change it. If I felt it and I said, hey, you're okay, he would go out for the next shift. The Proby's one of those people in his head. He knows there's a Nick. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking, oh, God, I hope I don't end up falling, you know, something yep. going wrong. So he would come back and, and say, hey, can we change it? So after about two times of that, I just – I never even listened to him. He said, you don't have to change it. I just changed him anyway. So. Yeah. That's good, um, you know, and he plays a he's he plays a hard game, and 
he's always battling and, and nicking his blades up pretty good. So I, you know, he had that many, uh, sets of steel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now nasty, you, you know, you've been around thousands of players, you know, your handshake rituals with the boys before they hit the ice. How, <laughs> yeah. how, who comes up with that? Um, you know, well, when I was doing it out by where the guys were walking out, it mm-hmm. was just funny, like kind of just started as normal. And then maybe, you know, me and Zach Ronaldo had this little thing we would do or we would hit hands and he would take a swing and I would duck. And then Wayne Simmons would come through and, you know, this guy could dunk a basketball in his skate. He could <laughs> jump so damn high. Yeah. Um, seriously, like he had an incredible vertical leap. But uh, he, um, you know, we just started doing that, jumping up, doing that together. Me and Mike Richards actually did that too. It's funny. Uh, people laugh. Even when he was uh, like in, um, sorry, in LA. Yep. I actually, down the hall, there was like a partition they would put there. I actually went around a partition when we played the Kings and yeah. gave him and still did our little jump, you know, and <laughs> we, we just laughed. And I, I remember, I think Chris, I think Chris Terrian saw me the one time he goes, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I, said, I said, dude, I don't give it. I don't care if he's playing here, man. It's this guy's my boy, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, and, and Jeff too, like we just, we just all giggled about it. But uh, anyway, it just started, you know, the more guys saw it, they were like, Hey, let's do this. You know? So we, it just kind of started happening where guys were like, Oh, when I come by, we're going to do this. And then I just kind of learned what every guy we were going to do. Nice. Now, and then second part of that question would be, you know, your time in Philly or anywhere you've been, Florida, you know, team USA, who had the weirdest pregame ritual? Um, I'm going to have to, I've been asked this before and my man, Jordan wheel. Yep. Probably, uh, probably is going to take the cake on that one he you know i've seen a lot but but wheelie was a, a special yeah spe- he was a treat to watch and you know what like you guys could would chirp him about it a little bit but but you know wheelie didn't care like this is what i do and and you know he laughed about it he was good with it but he he had a whole thing where first of all he'd walk around with a puck and he was very skilled and he would just be flipping a puck he'd never drop it just flipping it backhand forehand on the shaft yeah doing all these little tricks and then he went i would always have to get him a chair and he would sit in this chair close his eyes and he if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure what he was doing was he was to calm himself he was in his mind getting in an elevator and going up 12 or 13 uh flights and like door opening, door close, you know, third floor, door open, door close, and then come back down. Yeah. I, don't ask me why. <laughs> I, 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 and, and if I'm, and I, I'm pretty sure, I'm 99% sure I'm right on that because I remember us talking about it one day. But the other thing you would do, which was really, if you walked in on it, you're just like, okay, something's wrong, mm-hmm. is he would have his eyes closed as well. And he was going through the moves that he liked to make yeah. in his mind. And he would, literally he was like head bobbing and head faking and making faces. And I just remember people with some people like would he would have me get him a chair and he'd be on the hallway doing this. And he didn't care if there were 200 people watching him, you know, he did it. Yeah. And, uh, 
but I had people say, Hey, what, is he okay? I'm like, yeah, he's all right. He's Holy just what he does, shit. man. You know, so, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Nasty. Oh my Nasty. God. You are very well known to be as a prankster and there's videos <laughs> to prove that. And, uh, yeah. trust me, it trickles down to the A when we're working down there and we, we know better to really mess with you in that sense. Uh, <laughs> what would you have to say would be like your best prank either on the boys or anyone at least like in general you'd say oh man you know i wish oh god that's a good one well the one you guys ever see when i had the cooler from red batty from uh, green bay yep. that he had made up with the snake with the cobra yes Dude, that one that one was it was really good like i mean it I, I got, I had that thing for a month and I mean, I was getting a UPS guy, the FedEx guy, <laughs> not only our players, but the, the funny thing was like guys would. Did you just get huggy with that? I, oh, oh yeah, yes. man. I, I seriously, I, anybody that was near that building got it. Like, it, because the funny thing was the boys would be like, oh, if someone came in and they knew they hadn't, they would all be like, nasty, get the cooler, get the cooler, you know? And. And I'm like, boys, when you all start hanging around my office <laughs> watching the cooler, it's not going to – you've got to let me set the phone up and just get them. You know, yeah. like it was pretty funny. But, I mean, there's been so many. I used to uh, I used to put a, one of our – a guy I used to work with, he would get in a goalie bag. <laughs> and so I would always say to it, anyone new, someone working in the room, I'd be like, hey, bud, can you, you mind giving me a hand here this – uh, it's wet laundry. It's heavy. I need, you know, I don't want to hurt my back. And it'd be a goalie bag. And as soon as the guy that worked with me felt that pull on the bag, he would come flying out of it. And I mean, I've got some videos of that, like that we, they'll make you laugh. Actually, I think I have one posted on my Instagram from like three or four years ago. But anyway, those were good. And you know, I put people in a in the skate cart uh, under, you know, in the laundry cart under towels. I put my son in the laundry cart under towels and had him come flying out at guys, you know, and they walk by. And you you name it, I've probably I've probably that's so done fucking it. great. That's that's <laughs> awesome, man. I liked I liked the one the other day. I guess somebody was coming to your house to sharpen skates, and you scared the shit out of the guy. Oh man, and yeah, boys, hey, you want to hear something? And this is God's honest truth. Yeah. So he's he's a customer of mine, and he's he's here weekly, and yep. he's a huge huge Flyer fan, really good dude. Actually, just in saying that, I've met, I've been fortunate enough. I started doing this once I was uh, away from the team. I started my own company, Settle mm-hmm. Skate Sharpening, and um, I, I've met so many great people, and I and I've been fortunate enough to build up a, a a nice clientele, and I keep getting new people all the time, which is great. But this guy is a huge Flyer fan, really good dude. And so you guys saw the video. I, I did scare the crap. Out yeah. of me. I think he had just gotten up to like, I don't even know if he should have been driving <laughs> yeah. at that point. Cause he looked, he looked a little sleepy, but anyway, he comes in, which you don't see on the video. I scare him and he comes in and like, I'm like, what's up? What's up blazer. That's what I call him. And he goes, Oh, well nothing. And he goes, I'm, I'm actually headed to see my cardiologist after here <laughs> and he was serious oh my I'm god like, and i had i had a couple customers yeah in with me and they were like come on dude and he goes no no i'm i'm like actually i'm going to see cardiologist uh after i leave here and i was like dude like are you okay yeah, <laughs> He's like, yeah he goes he goes i might not be now maybe there's gonna be 
you know, Holy I may have skipped the beat there, but it was it was pretty funny when he said and he was serious. So I kind of felt bad. I'm like, God, that, that wouldn't have been good. Ah, damn. That's great. Now, yeah. Now, Derek, you, you've been a part of, you know, some great Flyers teams, some teams that couldn't get it together at times that, you know, hit a low point. You being you, your personality, did you help the boys maintain a level head in keeping their confidence together at times? Yeah, you know, when you're uh... – well, you know, you were you were around a little bit. Like when you're when you're in the role that I was in, I was so fortunate enough to be in, and, mm-hmm. and you're with teams, you know, and things aren't going well. The last thing they need to do is to walk in a room or walk in the building in the morning and see everyone's down, or you know, like I'm like pissed off, or or you know, obviously, I wanted to always win as much as you know, as much as anyone. You know, you hate losing, but you can't doing our job you have to stay positive even you know there was a time the year we lost 10 in a row like you know i hated it but i hated it for the boys because it's you know you know how the media can be and the fans and and, you know they're so the fans in philadelphia are the best because you know ruthless they were there yeah i mean they're ruthless but they they do back you when you're playing well and and they're awesome that way Mm -hmm. but you know you hear what people are saying and all oh, the guys aren't, they look like they're not even trying. Trust me. There's never a game where these guys play yeah. where they're not trying. And, you know, you don't want to come in and see your equipment manager, like hanging his head, you know, I'd come in, play a couple pranks, you know, tell some jokes, you know, <laughs> do whatever you can do. And just, you know, cause you want the boys happy and it, it's not going to help anyone if you're moping around, you know? So yeah, I tried to always, keep a you know a very positive uh you know vibe in the room and and stuff like that and it's nice it's crazy too man because like i think after the 2009 2010 like cinderella team i think after that season you know we made it into playoffs by the skid of our teeth and we fought our whole entire way even being down in the finals working our way i think it was what two nothing then we made it two two and then yeah you know we ended up losing unfortunately but after that season, that was a reality check for all of us. We were like, we have a, a real team here. Like, we have a real organization. Yeah. And, you know, me being a, a Flyers fan, it's one of those things that I was young at that age, but you look forward to the next season and the season after that because now you're like, all right, well, they can only produce off of that. And now the talent's yeah. unbelievable. Mike, Mike, I'm sure, right. I'm sure I'm like, you know, like Derek as well is I say it every year, this is the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say, bro. I, well, I mean, that's you have to think that yeah, way. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right I mean, now, best movie got Pro V. Kid is a stud. Yeah, he is. He's a special. He's a really special player. That guy. Now, now, and I don't. Now, you, I, I don't you, think everyone knows that either. Yeah, you know? that's a funny thing. I mean, you got a special relationship with, with him, is correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're we're. Uh, I, I see him. Just about daily, almost daily. Mm-hmm. But if if we if I don't see him, we're we're like two women on the phone <laughs> all the time. You know, and it's, it's funny. His his uh, his girlfriend. I, it's usually Facetime, which is funny. All these kids now. I see kids. He, he he's he's so mature. He doesn't seem like a kid, but he's still a kid. Yep. And uh, it's funny how everybody like Carter too. Like I Carter and I had some dinner the other night, and he's like. 
calling me. So I'm like, go to answer, but it's a FaceTime. And he's FaceTiming me. He's like, hey, bro. Hey, listen, this is where <laughs> and I'm like, I just kind of laugh because, you know, everyone like FaceTimes, you know, like just to have a quick convo. Yep. But, uh, I, you know, Provy and I are always FaceTiming and his, his poor girlfriend's like either cooking, Maddie, she's, she's cooking. And I know she's thinking, what could you guys be talking about? Because, you know, like we'll play golf. So we're together for four and a half hours. Yep. He goes home and he FaceTimes me or, you know, we're talking about <laughs> something and I know it's probably driving her nuts, but uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, he's a really good, really good kid. And a, a, just an unbelievable player. Now I, I'm going to give you four names. You can give me a one word answer or a sentence about them. You got chief. Labby, uh, AV, you there? Sorry Diesel. about that. I, I don't, I don't know what I did there. I had something. Sorry, <laughs> <You're> boys. <good. laughs> You're good. All right. I'm going to give you uh, four names. You can give me one word answer or a sentence okay. if you want. You got Chief, Lavi, AV, Hackstall. Chief, Lavi, AV, Hackstall. Um, yep. Wow. One word. Uh, <laughs> um, well, one word, Chief. Uh, Chief, I would say uh, if I had to give you one word, Oh, can I get two words? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. <laughs> I would say big boy because that's all he ever says when he calls me big boy. That's that's how he <laughs> that's how he addresses you. So I'm gonna... <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I stopped. That's my mom. Come on, mom. Um, I uh, <laughs> chief like everybody knows like. Big boy. That's the first thing out of his mouth. That's what he says to you whenever he sees a big boy, like no matter what. So, yeah. Um, Lavi fired up. AV smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just kind of a smooth dude, man. Uh, and hack. God, I love hack. Um, what would I say about hack? Great person, man. You know, I, I, you know, that's my, I guess that's pretty boring, but that's if I had to one to two words, I guess that's what I would say. No, I, that's, uh, that's perfect. Perfect analogy. And then, uh, you know, I got, I got a couple more. Oh, that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, man, I'm all about fans. You gotta talk. You gotta talk. Um, well, I, I we're gonna. I don't want to go down to a low point here, but it's it's a kind of a low positive. You know, the whole uh, yeah. Oscar Limbaugh tough time for yourself and the yeah. and the boys. Like how how did you guys come together for you know individual? I'll tell you, it, it's it's crazy how that all happened. And you know, Oscar, uh, it was I think it was in training camp after a couple of games. He he mm-hmm. came in to me and he he had been you know Oscar stands in front of in front of the net a lot you know, he's on the power play and mm-hmm. he gets, you know, he's getting sticks in the back. They, they still actually allow that, <laughs> you know, with the, the cross checking yep. and that, but um, he had a knot back there and obviously we didn't know what it was, but we just thought it was from him getting hit. And so we, I put this pad on the mm-hmm. back of his shoulder pads and, you know, it, it just, it stayed sore. And it actually, he told me that it had been kind of bothering him during the summer, but he just thought it was from, you know, the season, these guys get, lumps that people don't know about you know like bruises and you know they play hurt and they never say anything about it but anyway he just said you know it kind of bothered me all summer well finally his dad you know we put that pad on there and it it, you know the soreness wasn't going away the tenderness 
And his dad's like, you know, maybe you should just get that checked out. So then, you know, the rest, we, you know, we, we jumped on a plane, you know, I guess they got him in. He took, he did a test the one day and then we left, we flew. And as soon as we landed in Colorado, uh, you know, we got the bad news and Oscar, you know, obviously way worse for him. Um, Cause he had to go through this mess, yep. but uh, he, he literally jumped on a plane back to Philly, back here to Philly. Um, and then, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it was, you know, it's just cancer sucks, man. We all know that. And it's, it's like, anyone, yeah. no one deserves it. And it's just, you know, when, you know, we've all had someone it's, it's unfortunately, you know, has had it or, or had to deal with it. And, you know, when it's someone that close to you and, and like I say, you don't want that to happen to anyone, but I mean, you just couldn't ask for a nicer person in Oscar Lindblom. I mean, this guy is just, absolutely. I mean, yeah. He, I, I, it, it just, I don't even, there aren't words. This kid is, is unbelievable. And so everyone was, mm-hmm. you know, it just bothers you. you. I hung his gear. I said to Claude, I said, you know, I'm going to hang him gear in the room. And he's like, hundred percent, you know, we're, we're not, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. not for people to go like, Oh, Oh, poor, you know, it was like, cause he's part of the team and that's just the way yep. hockey mm-hmm. is. And in other sports, I'm not saying other sports aren't, but, we took his gear everywhere. And then, you know, I, I, I wasn't with the team after uh, the end of January. So I, I, I know they, they kept taking it with them, which was great. And I know Oscar yep. really appreciated it. And um, it, it was tough, man, but he's healthy as a horse. I played golf with him the other day and he looks great, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Awesome. Starting, man. And then, you know, fast forward to some good times here is we're going to talk about, you know, you and Elvis and his rock. <laughs> the kid's a legend. <laughs> who who comes up with that? You know, you? I mean, he he just says, hey, dad, let's do this song. You know, he, he gets. He, yeah, <laughs> Fair uh, enough. he gets on. A, <laughs> he is on a huge Guns N' Roses thing right now. And it's funny because nice. he'll, he comes into the, you know, he'll either go downstairs or upstairs and he'll put youtube on and write to guns and roses this guy's watched this kid this guy this kid's six years old <laughs> and you know i hate yep. to show my age but guns and roses was like they they when they first appetite for destruction came out you know i was i don't know a junior in high school you know obviously that's all we listened to for a year and it's still like a sick album obviously um but uh mm-hmm. he absolutely loves it and he loves axel rose and I'm the same way. My 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 nine year old, right? Yeah, the Queen. Like, yeah, loves Queen. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's crazy. He he loves Queen too, and it's funny. <laughs> uh, he he goes. He kind of he swings around rock. It's it's mainly rock that he likes, and he loves Stone Temple Pilots because mm-hmm. that's like Scott oh Scott Weiland's like was like one of yep. my favorite um, entertainers, uh, lead singer, front man. I just I loved him, and and Elvis, he's done a lot of it's funny because he watches these guys and he, he imitates their moves and it's great. And a funny quick story. We were um, the hives. I don't know if you guys know who the hives are, but they're a Swedish band and they had some big hits. Yep. Uh, I hate to say, I told you so like um, they've got a few pretty big hits and anyway, they're, they're so entertaining and he liked some of their songs. So he wanted to do some hives. So I had video and last summer, not this summer, but the year before I went to the MMRBQ. And then from there I left because my buddy's the president of live nation, Jeff Gordon. And so he's mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, 
I'm going to take off. And I said, Hey, the hives are playing. He goes, all right, let's go. So I call my buddy, Jerry market. So we go meet, uh, see the hives. Obviously I couldn't take Elvis. They didn't go on the stage till midnight, but, uh, I actually had some videos of him and I was fortunate enough to get backstage and meet the guys. And it was funny because they were asking about Oscar Limblom, uh, Robert Hag, uh, Nick Grossman, you know, Forsberg, yeah. cause the guy introduced me and said, Hey, you know, he's with the flyers, blah, blah. And they were just, they were like, they were asking me, I was like, dude, I want to ask you, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and they were just so, yeah, I saw uh, Limblom and Hag are over at the world Championship. I mean, they knew what they were talking about. And, uh, but the, what I was going to tell you is I had some videos of Elvis, doing a few of their songs and I showed it to the lead singer and he's watching it and he goes, how old's he? And I said, well, he, he just turned five and he's like, you gotta be kidding me. And I'm like, no, man. He goes, this is unbelievable. So he gets the whole <laughs> band over yep. and they're like at my phone and watching Elvis. And I was like, I would have given anything for Elvis to be able to see. I mean, obviously I took pictures with him, yeah. and he, but then he's, then he's pissed off at me because <laughs> I didn't take him. He doesn't understand, dude. It was two a. It was actually three a.m. when I finally took pictures with him. But anyway, yeah, he he loves uh, rock and roll. It's fun. I enjoy it. That's awesome. Him, so awesome. And uh, last last two things. Uh, your you know skate sharpening company. If you want to promote that, touch on that. How that came about. Yeah. So well, I didn't really. <laughs> I didn't uh, know yeah. what to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've been doing a certain thing for 26 years and uh, it's, you know, things I've ever uh, gone through. But in my head, I'm like, I knew a couple of my friends that had uh, NHL, they kind of mm-hmm. started their own little business. And so I did. And, and, you know, I was fortunate enough that, you know, maybe people kind of knew about me just from the flyers, you know, which was uh, yep. fortunate for me, it wasn't really because of me, but with being with the team and, you know, I started getting, uh, you know, I, I, I was getting people, you know, more customers, more customers. And it was great. And it just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky right now for, you know, the customers I have and it's, it's been cool. And, um, you know, I'm busy, I'm busy as hell to be honest. Some days I'm like, yeah. God, like I, I would, Actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to break, but, yeah. but you know, just, it's, it's good. It's a, it's a good problem. Trust me. I, I'm, a, I'm happy to be busy. I'm, I'm used to being busy. Uh, it was hard at yep. first when I wasn't because I, you know, I'm just pacing, you know, <laughs> not knowing what I was going to do, but uh, it's worked yeah, out great. No, Thank absolutely. And my, my, that. I was, when you first, you know, put your hats out and everything, my son wanted one. I told you that through via text and, the kid, the kid yeah, rocks it yeah. everywhere he goes, you know, at practice. Yeah, oh, man, I appreciate it. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate it. You know, I've been lucky with that, too. Uh, um, the logo, I wish I could take yep. credit for it, but uh, my uh, my best friend, Kent Chilton, um, he actually kind of – him and my daughter, Peyton, uh, kind of came up with it. And it was funny because, I, you know, people really liked it. And they're like, dude, that's a sick logo. And I was, you know, getting – a lot of people ordering it and I started uh it'd been about two or three months and my buddy from the Sabres he goes hey dude he sent me a text I'm in where was he uh where the only place they were letting him oh Connecticut I'm in Connecticut with my son for a hockey tournament and I'm seeing five of your hats uh walking around here and I said well get off your wall (laughs) (laughs) why doesn't your son have one on you know but uh, no, I do appreciate it, man. Thank, so you make sure you thank him for, Ab- for wearing that absolutely. for me. Absolutely, that's awesome. And uh, last but not least, you and Riles, 
Nasty Knuckles podcast. How did that come about? I, t- I tell you, and I, um, I don't want to interrupt you. And, you know, I, me and Mike talk about this all the time. Like, I will promote your podcast until you, you know, finish doing it. I, I love it, and I love what you guys are doing. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, just kind of learning as we go, I guess. I, I don't even know, man. It's it's funny. They, they uh, Riley has some other things going on as well, you know, with his yep. body check and his Cote culture. Um, and he has an agent, um, Josh is, is awesome. And he kind of, he kind of, me and Riley had actually mentioned it kind of briefly. Cause we talk all the time. He's yep. one of my best buddies. I was his, you know, best man at his wedding and, um, and all that stuff. So we're, we're really close and we kind of like talked about it, but you know, he had been on a couple and, you know, I, you know, I've had a few people ask me to join, uh, their podcasts. So I, I, and I did, and I enjoy these things. And, and so his age, uh, Josh was like, you know, you guys, you got pretty good access to, to people. Um, you'd probably be interesting. And, you know, Riles is normally sort of quiet, but I, I'm such a goofball. I, I kind of yeah. get him wild, <laughs> wound up, you know, like I could get him wound up pretty good. And I, you know, he lived with me at one point when he was playing and, you know, I was always playing, you know, like tricks on, you know, I just always, I'm just an idiot basically is what it is. So, so um, it, it just kind of came about and, and uh, you know, they asked us about it. We're like, yeah. So like, okay, do you think you reach out to some friends? And so I, we called Hart, you know, Scott Hartnell for our first episode. And he's like, hell yeah, man. So we just, to be honest, man, we just, nah, it's, it. dude, we just started it, you, talking you couldn't and, even tell you're winging it. It's just, you know, it's like, you know, Mike and I, Mike, Mike and I, I coached juniors. And one time we were coming back from Boston. I said, Mike, let's start a podcast. He's like, yeah, right. So it's like, and it's like, you have the guys like, you know, you have chief on, you have heartsy on and you guys, yeah. it, it's just, you gel with each other and you could talk. And that's, yep. that's basically what it is. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. You, you know, what's funny guys, you guys know this. I don't have to tell you this and probably anyone knows this, but could you imagine if I could just really tell oh stories like God. what we think, <laughs> yeah. and you know, you know, and, and you boys, know, that, that goes for that goes for any the water guy, would be I mean, boiling. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's you know, and it's it's funny because you know, uh, Scotty Upshaw's got a a, a good yep. rod going there with with um those guys out west and and uh and and obviously Spinelli yeah yeah and, they're running Biz and, and Witter like I had. I had Witter, uh, I, Witter was on our U.S. team, uh, the 2010 yep. Olympics. And, I mean, he is just – he is made for that shit. <laughs> He's so funny. This guy's so yep. witty. I mean, he is – oh, God, man. He makes me laugh. We, we had this this thing. I don't know if you've ever um, – if you ever guys were doing it in the locker room, but uh, it's just – it's so dumb. I, probably people listening to this are going to be like, that seems like a really dumb game. But the the – you try to get guys to say the word who, you know, and when they say who, if anyone ever finally says you, you say, <laughs> and, and, you know, so you, you can't, you can't get so many D's nuts or you uh, lose like you're out of the that's game. Where, yeah. That's where Nelly at got the Olympic. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. So at the Olympics, at the Olympics, I'm fuck these nuts and everybody and the boys are dying. So now Witter, I mean, listen, I got this guy. I got Witter every day, and he was trying so hard to get me. The, the, the guys were just crying. So we're at one we, – we had dinner, team dinners every night, and uh, 
we're at one team dinner and, <clears throat> you know, I said, uh, Quitter, did that Bob Busby coach you at BU? He says, who? <laughs> and everyone dies. And, and I, you know, of course, I like stand up and I'm like, these nuts. And he's like, fuck. And I said, no, but seriously, I said, you know who I got earlier? He goes, who? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, these nuts. And I mean, guys were throwing their napkins up in the air. They're like, just, yep. just give up, Quitter. <laughs> you know? But uh, he's he's a beauty, man. I, I, I love those guys. And like I said, uh, missing curfew, Uppy and those guys are, are awesome, too, to listen to. And, and But, it, I mean, like, you know, you kind of got to tiptoe around some things <laughs> because, you know, you don't want to yeah. throw people under the bus. But it would be it would be so great if you really oh, could just unload just on the stories, loose. you know. <laughs> There's so many yeah. questions that you just want to ask, but you know you're trying not to overstep any lines and, like, offend anyone. But <laughs> yeah. you just want to know the truth. Just let it rain. Yeah, but, I know, man. I know. I know. It's it's so funny because we were when we were shooting the episode mm-hmm. with Chief, uh, we had to, something. But I think it was audio. It was something we had. They had to yep. stop us for. So we started talking normal, <laughs> and three the three people doing the cameras and the audio and whatever else the guy those guys do. They're great, but uh, they they were looking at us like, holy <laughs> fuck, what? what is going on here? And I was like, Oh, sorry guys. And one of the guys are like, Jim was like, God, if you could do, if you could talk like that and say what you're just saying, I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, we can't do that. Cause we kind of were telling a little story about something we were talking about. And they were just like, wow, did that really happen? <laughs> like, dude, that's like every, that's every yeah. day. Like that's not, you know, in a good way, nothing like bad. Just, just you know, things you can't, you can't say everything. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that's the tough part, man. But welcome to twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. But, exactly. uh, Nasty, exactly. thank you so much for taking the time. You know, finally come, getting you on. It yeah, was man. Awesome, and we we appreciate you know everything you're doing. Podcast, settle Myers skate sharpening, and 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 talking Nasty to us as well. knuckles, baby. I appreciate it, Dusty uh, Dimes, baby. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nasty. Okay, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely, brother. All right, Merry Christmas. See ya. Merry Christmas. What a beaut. (laughs) I'm glad, Matt. I'm I'm glad. I'm growing a little bit. I'm I'm glad, dude. It's it's awesome, dude. Fuck. It kills me to think that he doesn't think like he's someone special. No. Dude, he is... In my opinion, when I think of an equipment manager, the first thing that comes to my mind, Derek Settlemeyer. And that's Absolutely. like, like, just because he ran Team USA, and then on top of that, he wore, like, he ran the All-Star game, what, 2017? Yep. So, it, it's like, I don't know, man, like, he, he's just an all-around fucking beauty. And, no, it's he, awesome, man. And, and it, this, this goes back to, and I, I was, you know, I don't want to interrupt you, Mike. And no, you're good. So it's stuff like that that, you know, drives me nuts is, you know, and I'll say it. You know, it's like he said, there's some things you could say, there's some things you can't. But, you yep. know, we had Dar- uh, Darren McCarty, former Stanley Cup champion with the Red Wings. Yep. Ha- had him all lined up. Uh, you know, everything was going. And I-, I say this to all the guests, you know, like we said, Michael Ruzioni, Brian Prop, Riley Cote, Derek Settlemeyer, uh, Randy McKay, uh, Dan Carcillo. All these guys were you know, NHL, Team USA, you know, high accomplishments in life. Yep. I said to, you know, Darren McCarty's agent 
manager, whatever they, whatever he is. I say, Hey man, I need his cell phone number so I can send the link. The guy refused to give me the number to send them a link. And I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, this is what I, I don't, I don't sit here and, you know, give out people's phone numbers. I don't sit here and text these people randomly every other day. Like I get it. I text them before the podcast, ask them, Hey, is there any questions I cannot ask or can I ask what's off limits and stuff like that? And then I thank them afterwards. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like guys like that, like, yeah, they played in the show. They won gold medals and they're still giving me like their number. And it's, they don't think they're above anybody. And that's what you're, what I'm trying to get at what you just said. So like this whole thing with Darren McCarty was like, Hey man, let's get you on. It was like, all right, me and you were pumped. I had, dude, I had a list yeah, a list of questions asked this guy, and and it just it never happened. But so whoever whoever was you know pumped to listen to that 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 episode, I'm sorry, it never happened. I apologize. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. you know, and like I'm just grateful for the people that we do get on. And I just I love hearing their stories. I love just hearing how they work their way into the position that they either were in or currently are in. And absolutely. It's just, I don't know, man, like everyone comes from a different background, a different world, I guess you can say, like growing up in. And uh, I don't know, man, it's just cool. It, it, it's awesome just to hear like how hard, like for one, Nasty is one of the hardest working guys, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to equipment managing. Because think about it, they eat, sleep and breathe equipment. Like Dude, they're it, at the rank, they're sleeping at the rank. Yep. It's all nighters. There'll be days yep. that they'll take like literally two, three hours. They'll go from a, a roadie, come back, unpack everything, do laundry, wait for laundry to be done in the middle of the night, pull it out, yep. hang it, like everything. And on top of that, he's just still has to come back and sharpen if he doesn't do that when he gets home or when they get back, or he's got to do it in the morning next day. So no matter what, you always have something lined up and you always have something to worry about. You got to worry about a call up. You got to worry about if you have to throw a um, new nameplate on a new jersey and you have to make, like, or, dude, or take, or taking a nameplate off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's... And uh, what happens if a, a skate blows out and uh, what I mean, like a, like a toque or a runner and mm-hmm. you have to rivet real quick? It's like, dude, you got to be snappy. And he's one of the best out of it, in my opinion, if not Absolutely. the best. By far the best. Yes, hands down. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Flyers fan. It's just, it's like you said, you, you talk about equipment manager, it's Derek Settlemeyer. Yeah. That's, it's what it is. hundred percent. And that's what I mean. So like, I'm, it's awesome to hear from him. And like, that's why like, I was kind of like, in my opinion, I was fangirling so hard because it's like, dude, I looked up to this guy when I was really getting into like a pro mm-hmm. shop when I was like 14, 15, I knew who he yep. was. So yeah, man. It, it's awesome. Like, it, it's great to hear from him. And, you know, we also have Christmas coming up. So hopefully everyone is, you know, getting ready for Christmas and has all their gifts. I am one of the Absolutely. people that wait till the last minute. That's so, me. That's me. Still not yep. done. And uh, I'll get done. You know, work. <laughs> Gotta love it. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's basically, uh, in a nutshell, that's, that's the show today. And, and- yeah thank our sponsors for everything you do go check them out john chiavo is actually uh back in huntsville getting ready to start the season in the uh sb so i'm uh, uh we also want to thank the uh dirty dangles hockey apparel uh go check them out on instagram they got sick broad street bullies uh t-shirts uh and gurus as well for your shirts 
hats, hoodies, go check them out. Uh, we also want to thank Bear Beards. Uh, Christmas time, hit them up. Etsy, go check them out. Bear Beards. They got all your beard oils, you know, chapstick. Especially for all you Santa's Absolutely. Out there. And last but not least, uh, AT8 Hockey. Can't thank them enough. Sorry, I had something in my throat. Can't thank them enough uh, for <laughs> one of the best sticks I've ever used. So, um, other than that, I just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, this, you know, probably we won't have another one until 2021 uh, with the holidays coming up. And thank you again to the fans. We're getting positive feedback from last episode, and that just it means a lot. Uh, hopefully. We can shoot this this episode to number one, uh, surpassing our opening podcast we ever had, the, the Roadies, Junior Life and Roadies. That's up, up to almost 300 listens, Mike. But other That's than that. Very nice, man. Uh, yep. Solid. <laughs> other, other than that, Merry Christmas. Uh, I'm sure, Mike, I'll talk to you every day like, you know, nasty talks to Provy. I was going to say that. I didn't want to be. Yeah, listen, uh, if anyone wants to work <laughs> in uh, NHL, let us know. Hit us up. Uh, <laughs> Dusty Dines podcast. Stay dusty. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Stay dusty. Stay dusty. <laughs>